And we're underway, our number three of the morning show here on KDAL for a Friday. And uh, Neil Atkins joins us this morning. I'm here. Hi, Neil. I'm surprised you're here. It's a darn nice out. I figured you'd just take the day off and go enjoy the sunshine. No, I, oh. I I can't. I have to come and join you, and then oh, I have that's to go so nice. I appreciate and do that. work today. Too. Yeah, okay. I have people coming to see me, and I've got to turn the boy. I'll tell you, somebody had this crank up. Oh, really? They had something. Finally? Well, so I, at least it's lucky. working this time. Yes, I was lucky I didn't put it on because it was just <laughs> bammo. Wow. So, yes, we, got, we did get it squared away here. That's good. All right. That's We're going to have uh, sunshine, it looks like, uh, through the weekend into Monday, and then uh, no precipitation really of any uh, consequence until probably uh, July 4th. Well, we, we had four inches, uh, a little bit more than four yep. inches of rain within a, a week here. Yeah. Well, we caught up. and uh, we did. Yeah, just about even now that's the uh, precipitation for the year, so that's good. Our local meteorologists were giddy. I'm sure it, it was like uh, they they could. My lawn was giddy too. It's been growing like crazier over the last couple of I days. Know it, I know it. I'm going to have to yeah. be a cut mine again pretty soon. So. Problem is, it's going to be hot out, but I got to do it anyway. So. Oh no, I hear you on that. All right. So David, I heard you on the way down. You were mm-hmm. talking about a kangaroo escaping on the loose in Kansas. Yeah, in Kansas, and then it got uh, hit but not killed on the freeway. <laughs> right. So here's my kangaroo stories. I you. I didn't realize there was All a kangaroo. Right. Story in, in Duluth. Well, I spent some time, well, in Duluth in Australia, might. Oh, okay. I spent some time down under. I have never been down under. And they have <laughs> uh, a kangaroo problem like we have a deer problem here dealing with vehicles. Really? Yes. Okay, yeah. So you go on the roads and uh, you see on the side, as we do here, kangaroos <laughs> that have been hit by vehicles. All right. And uh, yeah, but, the signs, too, kangaroo crossing. Oh, uh, they did have signs there yeah, warning okay. people. Right. But over there, because the kangaroos, you know, they bounce up and down. They've right. got extremely powerful legs. And uh, if you go out on the uh, main highways uh, for transportation, you saw many of the trucks and vehicles had these huge extended bumpers. Like those big <laughs> bumpers, yeah. those mean-looking bumpers that police have on the squad cars. Oh, sure, sure. You know, so they can smash you off the road if you're or being the, bad. Uh, the cow catchers on the choo-choo trains. Yeah, cow yeah. catchers on well, they have those in Australia, okay. might. They're not really catchers. They just no, they they're pushers. Them up. Yeah. Well, what what happened over there is uh, you get a roux, as they call them over yeah, there. Or a uh, joey. Or a joey. That's a little roux. Yep. Hits your vehicle but gets caught up in the grill. They're still alive. They start pounding with their legs, and oh, they've no. been known to go up and smash through the windshield and kill the people that's in the car. That's not a good okay? thing, though. So thus they put these huge bumpers on. Okay. So anyway, we saw that. And and my friends that lived over there, they said, oh, we've got this kangaroo problem. Then the United States had banned kangaroo hides, and we don't know what to do. We've got to get rid of them. There's no natural predators. Really? And the biggest predator are vehicles, as with deer, except uh-huh. for the deer hunt, the biggest predator here are, are vehicles. Yeah. So anyway, we get back here. And Duluth had done an Australian uh, exhibit out at the Lake Superior Zoo. Okay. And they had a couple wallabies and some kangaroos. Now, wallabies are a smaller kangaroo, Okay. Okay. All of a sudden, I get a report, a kangaroo escaped and got hit on Grand Avenue. Oh, no. And I, I'm going, well, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. That's what kangaroos do. They run in front of vehicles and get oh, hit. In okay. Australia, why not here? And uh, so they ended up solving the problem, but uh, mm-hmm. it's too bad. And yeah, I'm glad the one down in Kansas survived. Yes, as far as we know. Have you petted any uh, kangaroos there, Bruce? <laughs> no. Um, no, I have not. We went to a kangaroo a little... Uh, Kind of a rescue farmer. They had the sat down there, and all these kangaroos came up and sniffed you and pawed at you yeah. and, and hopped around. And 
Do kangaroos eat gardens like the deer do around here? They eat. Uh, they no, no, they're not like that. They, okay. They uh, not quite like that. Over there, they have feral pigs. Oh. That oh. Uh, pigs were not native. Native of Australia, so really? when the Brits came and colonized, they oh, brought all boy. these pigs, and they got loose, and these things go wild, yeah. and they tear up the rainforest, the forests there, so they have these wow. hunts to go after the feral pigs. So okay. uh, there you have it. There's your story of Australia, well, Mike. I've also nice. never been bitten by a kangaroo. Oh, However, Tom too. Robick, if you ever returns to work, can tell you the story. He was once bitten in the stomach by a gorilla. Oh, by a gorilla? Gorilla. Yes. I didn't know they were... They were biters. <laughs> well, when he's back next week, <laughs> we'll have to you find out about that. Yeah. Here and have him tell you the story of how he was bitten in the stomach by a gorilla. He got a little too close, huh? And lived to survive. He survived to, survive. to tell the it, tale. He'll make it. It'll be abundantly clear how he okay. how was able to survive. Now, this. when he comes in, though, we have to have the theme song from Gorillas in the Mist. Now, who is going to know that? I don't know. Somebody out there does. Somebody will pick up on it. (laughs) All right. Bruce Siski is in, and that means it's sports time. Hiya, Bruce. Uh, Twins and Orioles (laughs) this weekend in Baltimore as the Twins wrap up their nine-game road trip. 6 p.m. today, 3 p.m. tomorrow, 11 a.m. Sunday. All the games here on KDAL. Pablo Lopez versus Dean Kramer tonight. Bailey Ober versus Kyle Bradish tomorrow. And then Sonny Gray versus Cole Irvin on Sunday. The Brewers are in Pittsburgh, 5-2 and two so far on a 10-game road trip that'll wrap up with these three this weekend. 6 p.m. today, Freddie Peralta versus Osvaldo Beto. 3 p.m. tomorrow, Corbin Burns versus Johan Oviedo. And 12.30 on Sunday, Colin Ray versus Rich Hill. Huskies host Eau Claire tonight and tomorrow, 6.30 start time tonight at Wade Stadium. Minnesota Lynx finish up a two-game road trip in Phoenix tomorrow at 9 p.m., Lynx have won six of their last nine, including last night 99-97 of overtime in Seattle. Minnesota Timberwolves, the rest of the NBA, getting ready for free agency, which is underway at the stroke of midnight Eastern time tonight. The Wolves have about $17 million of salary cap room and four spots to fill on their projected 2023-24 roster. Minnesota Wild going to free agency tomorrow. Matt Dumba expected to depart after a, a, a quite an impressive run with the Wild on the blue line, he'll be replaced by the former golfer Brock Faber. I would expect some point today the Wild will put out the boilerplate thank you, Matt Dumba thing on social media. Oh, sure. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's just no way I don't think that he'll be able to bring him back as much as he'd like to. This doesn't seem that it works. Hmm. Uh, also, Philip Gustafson, a restricted free agent as of tomorrow, but expected to re-sign with the Wild. That could happen as soon as today. There are 12 former UMB men's hockey players who play for NHL organizations in 2022-23 looking for new contracts. We have the full list on a Bulldog-centric NHL free agent tracker that you can find right now on the blog page at kdal610.com. That'll update through the weekend. Minnesota Aurora finished the regular season tomorrow against Chicago City, 4 o'clock at TCO Stadium in Egan and Minnesota United back in MLS action tomorrow night, 7.30 at Allianz Field, taking on Portland. Question right. for you. Answer. Pete Stauber, who did he play for? I know he played... Lake Superior State. Lake Superior State. Didn't he, didn't he play for a semi-pro team at one point? I don't remember what he... I know he played for a, something after college. Yeah. Hold on a second. It's our, uh, our congressman here. Oh, yeah. Hockey player from Hermantown. He plays for Congress now. He plays for Congress. Well, I think he plays on that, their little ball team once in a while. Oh, really? Scalise yeah. and those guys. Oh, that's, uh, right. Uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Let yeah. me see here. Lake uh, Superior State from... 1986 to 1990, was a captain in 1989-90. Uh, 
let's see, in math, 97 goals in his college career. It's pretty good. Ooh, yeah. uh, then a couple of uh, runs in the AHL and the ECHL played pro from 1990 to 93. Okay. All right. All right. There, there you go. go. So, so we got uh, a pro mm-hmm. in Congress. You That's know, true. Usually they're not pros there. <laughs> And not a pro politician, yeah. but a pro athlete. Certainly not so pro athlete. This is yeah. true. This is true. You look at the well, shape most other of things that might not be pro athletes. <laughs> That's right. Bruce Siski show is coming up after ten. What's going on today, Bruce? Well, we'll chat today with Jess Myers of the Rink Live, who had a story last week on some more uh, ugly parental influence in high school sports. Oh, we'll discuss off uh-oh. the top of the show this uh-oh. morning. All right, thank you, Bruce. Eight twenty-one. We'll be back more of the morning show here on KDAL. Theme from a uh, movie, I believe a TV show, too. Peter Gunn? Peter Gunn. This version is by a group called uh, Art of Noise. Well, you know who really and it features uh, Dwayne Eddy? Hmm? Originally, uh, uh, I think it was Henry Mancini right, who did yeah. the score on it. Yep. I, I actually have a Mancini record album Ooh. vinyl with this on there. All right. Well, this is and, kind of a high tech version. But. And uh, was it uh, Mac the Knife also? No, Mac the Knife. Who did Mac the Knife? Uh, Bobby Darren. Bobby Darren. Okay. Yeah. I said that was a vocal. But yeah, the uh, hmm. Peter Gunn. They do. On that uh, antenna TV. Uh huh. You still showing those free things? Free TV. They have some of the Peter Gunn <laughs> uh, black and white series. You know, that was a show back in yeah. the, must have, what, 50s and 60s, I think? He was a detective. Big time detective yeah. and Western era. That's basically yeah, all you'd see on TV were shows detective shows yeah. or Western shows. Yeah. So. Yeah, kind of grew up on that, I guess. So. You get. Well, the, uh, the political season is a moving. Uh, yeah. Apparently. Uh, it's in full gear now. I'm seeing lawn signs popping up all over the place out here. So. Around, uh, yeah, well, we got the primary in a, uh, August. August right? Uh, right. 8th, I believe it is. That's Tuesday a little, the 8th. A little over a month away. And we still welcome any candidates to come well, on board certainly. and yap it up with us. We've already had the mayor of Duluth on a couple uh-huh. weeks ago. We had incumbent uh, city councilor Eric Forsman on. Uh, that's right. He was on Wednesday. And we've had Therese Wasaki. She's running at large. There's one at large open seat, by the mm-hmm. way. All right. And we had uh, Ashley Castellato was on board. Uh, right. She's running at large also. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll have more. Oh, we had uh, uh, Tara Swenson. She's running in the 4th District. She's okay. running for city council in the 4th District. Former city councilor Howie Hansen represented that district mm-hmm. for a term. He popped his hat in the ring on that, too. So there's <laughs> like right. uh, three or four people in that race for that yeah. primary. So you've got in a large city council primary. Uh, the 4th District will be up for grabs. And the mayor's race. You've got, I believe, five people running for mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly the current incumbent, Emily Larson, a former city councilor and state rep, uh, Roger Reinert, and three other folks that we have kind of gone unnamed. We've got to dig dig their names out here, but they've never well, yeah. held elected office before, but it forces a primary there. Right. That'll be narrowed down uh, to two finalists, I guess. So that. generally what a primary does, because you've got the mayor's race and some uh, hotly contested city council races mm-hmm. now, uh, it brings out some of the special interest groups and people that are interested, right. obviously, and it kind of gives you a, a poll on where maybe you sit mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. up, stacking up for the general right. election. So on the at-large race, there will be four people. I believe there's eight or nine people in the at-large race for the primary. Four of those people 
will go to the general election in November, and obviously in the mayor's race, two people, and in the second, uh, fourth district, there'll be two people mm-hmm. on the ballot in November. So, uh, again, uh, we're wide open to any of you folks who are running. If you want to, if you're listening and you've got uh, are close to a candidate who's running for office, we'd love to have them on board and give mm-hmm. them their chance to give their spiel. You know, the uh, presidential election is still well over a year away, and that's heating up. Republican presidential candidates looking for support today. There's a group called Moms for Liberty. Moms for Liberty. And the far-right parents group is holding a summit in Philadelphia this weekend. Among the candidates who will be speaking, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, and former President Trump all set to speak so, today. So how do they term it? You, you read far-right. Who determined that they're far-right? If they're conservative. Is that what they say they are, or is that what this uh, thing says? I think that's what that thing says. I just wonder what they really are. Maybe Well, we'll put it in a right-leaning parents group. How's that? I don't know. Are they? I'm assuming they are if they're they're, uh, Republican-oriented. Well, that doesn't mean if you're Republican, you're far-right, though. No, you could be right of left. Well, could, you could be a moderate and a Republican. <laughs> okay. and well, the moderate parents they, they, group is holding us up, but all the people invited <laughs> are GOP candidates. <laughs> well, Figure that out. Well, maybe all the others. Well, you know, I've invited yeah. President Joe Biden and former <laughs> President Donald Trump to be on this show. All right. And guess what well, I heard? Do you have a song for crickets? <laughs> Nobody's responded. Nobody's responded oh, that's to me. Too well, that's the way fun, she goes. Man. But all, right. all you local yokels, you're invited <laughs> to come on board and give your spiel and tell us all about yourself. So we've got right. plenty of time to to have you on. I think we could have all the candidates on uh, be between fun. now and the primary. So not at the same time. No, no, separately. Separately, yes. Are yes. you going to be doing Get any traveling here for the uh, July Fourth holiday weekend? No, we got some uh, family coming up uh, today. Okay, so and, people are uh, traveling here yeah, rather than yep. you going somewhere else. Yeah, they're okay. coming here. That's Ste- stepson and his girlfriend are coming up to spend right. the weekend, and then uh, we're just uh, going to hunker down, and stick around, mm-hmm. and not really go anywhere. Uh, I, Monday, the uh, stock market is open part of the day. Oh, really? And then, of course, Tuesday right. it shut down. <laughs> I, w- I wish it was shut down the whole day yeah, uh, right. on, on Monday. but So uh, it'll be a light day Monday. Yeah. Surprised they don't have a Monday holiday to coincide with the Tuesday holiday. I don't know. Well, the, on the, A lot uh, of people are taking off on Monday, obviously. Yeah, there will be. You know, you know, it's interesting. The actual days, though, the 4th of yeah. July is the 4th of July. Right. It's not the 3rd of July to make right. it a weekend holiday. Oh. Christmas is December 25th. It's yeah. not December 24th. Mm-hmm. Easter is Easter. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving Day, a Thursday. Thursday but, the, yeah. but the dates change. It's the well, that Thursday, it's, it's always, always a Thursday. It's always a Thursday right. for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. so there you have it. But there's a lot of uh, holidays that have moved to Mondays just to make it convenient for everybody. They have. You know, Memorial Day uh, weekend, it's always uh, yeah. uh, the Monday Labor is Day, is, is celebrated as a holiday, yeah. and we always observe the official for our mm-hmm. veterans groups. Well, sure. The official Memorial Day, mm-hmm. and we do a Memorial Day uh, deal done at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial and some of the other Groups around town. Then you got Port Lincoln and uh, Washington's birthdays. They just kind of combined them into President's Day and moved it to a Monday. So it's one of those deals. Anyway, 50 million Americans expected to travel at least 50 miles from home over the weekend. So that's a lot of traveling, uh, most of it by car, but there'll be a lot of uh, airplane flights as well over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And they're already saying there could be snafus to make sure you get to the airports early if you're. Yeah, I, I saw yeah. some real awful uh, oh, the lines are going to be big. People that There's got be layovers. A, yeah. and, 
And, and you on, got uh, the smoke situation, which uh, could affect some airports. You also got the uh, uh, some heavy weather that's uh, hitting down south. So, well, they need some of the rain that we had up in Why? eastern Canada yeah. to get those those fires out. There, uh, this is not going to happen anytime soon. No. Apparently, it sounds like it's going to go on for the summer. So, see, there was some stuff going on down in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis. I mean, Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, uh, they uh, were going to have a rent control issue on the ballot, and the Minneapolis City Council the other day voted not to have it on the ballot. Oh. And uh, and basically more of a moderates uh, killed, killed the rent control deal, and that would be uh, to mandate rent controls down in the Twin Cities there. And there were four of them that voted to, to keep it. Hmm. Uh, there are five, and there were th- one abstention and three weren't there. Three councils weren't there, and they were celebrating EID. Now, what is EID? Now, this is interesting. Now, I I don't know. Apparently, EID is uh, supposedly April uh, April 9th through April 10th, but apparently there must be an offshoot of it. And what is it? Ed Al Fit is the earlier of the two official holidays. It's Ed, E-I-D, A-L, dash, F-I-T-R. It is a Islam holiday that's okay. not officially recognized in the Koran, huh. but it's uh, one of two holidays celebrated within Islam. And these uh, four, three counselors are of uh, Muslim faith, Jeremiah, Ellison, uh, Jamal, Osman, and Aisha uh, uh, Chutai. And uh, the religious holiday is celebrated by Muslims worldwide because it marks the end of the month-long dawn to sunset fasting of Ramadan. Now, I don't know uh, where the details are and why the three are celebrating it in June, but maybe somebody out there knows and they can enlighten us. But uh, anyway, uh, they were celebrating it, and so they missed the vote. Hmm. So there you have it. All right, the world's oldest newspaper is uh, closing up today. We'll tell you about that coming up next. Sunny. Yesterday my life was filled with rain. Sunny. It is sunny. You a little rain this week, obviously, and uh, no rain in the forecast now until the 4th of July, so get out and enjoy. Okay, so here we get back yeah. to the Muslim uh, holiday here that the right. three city councilors on Minneapolis, they missed their vote. And actually, the President of the United States had a proclamation on this, and there's oh. several different uh, Eid al-Adha. E-I-D-A-L-A-D-H-A is the one. There's yeah. two others. I was looking at the other one. Okay. Uh, this one, the celebration began at sunset on the 26th of June and right. continues through the 28th. And uh, so what is it all about? What does it celebrate? It's it's the uh, it's the sacrifice of Abraham, and this is going back the Koran. Now, we mm-hmm. have to understand the Old Testament and the Quran have some similarities in respect with Abraham okay. uh, in the Old Testament. Right. And the Quran, Abraham. And the traditions of it commemorate the story of Abraham and his family's <clears throat> ultimate uh-huh. fidelity to God. Wow. And to serve as a reminder of the importance of, of service. And the, um, the President of the United States serves as a reminder of the importance of selflessness, charity, and service the less fortunate, okay? All right. And uh, that was a statement that came out of the White House. Hmm. So there you have it. The oldest newspaper 
in the world yeah. is folding today, run by the Austrian government. It's called the Wiener Zeitung. Wiener Zeitung. Which has been published in Vienna for more than 300 years. Uh, for weeks, the front page has had a red number counting down the days until the last edition. Today, the front page had a big old red zero on it. The paper started publishing in 1703. Now, why are they shutting down? The I, government can't afford it anymore? Or either that or nobody's reading it anymore. Ah, I'm not sure. They didn't go online. Huh? Uh, 1703, it was founded by the Emperor Leopold I, published by the Republic of Austria, and uh, last fall the federal government decided to shut it down. They did not give a reason. Really? They just said no more papers. Free speech gone again in Austria. Uh, apparently so. Let's go to the phones. Hi, who's this? Good morning. This is Tom from Port Wayne. Tom, good morning to you. Well, I'd, I'd like to uh, say something about the Supreme Court ruling. Uh, oh, yes, yesterday. yes. Yes, I saw that. The uh, uh, the affirmative action, uh, they've changed the rules on that to make it more accommodating to everybody, I hear. Well, you know, uh, they don't necessarily have to abide by that. They can do what... Um, HBCUs uh, do, and for anybody who doesn't know that those are historically black colleges and universities, and uh, they pretty much uh, decide in the name historically black colleges and universities which students they want. Okay, now uh, what I have to say is about the Democrat Party being ambulance chasers, and this is a perfect example of it. It's been more than 160 years since anybody was legally held bound in, in slavery in the United States. Yet, like a family or an individual who suffers a, a tragic event in their life, uh, and an ambulance chaser comes along and refuses, that's an attorney that just chases the ambulance, and that attorney refuses, like the Democrat Party, to let the victim heal and become whole. They continuously hold them in a victim status. And the Democrat Party, rather than, uh, you know, simply understanding, like Clarence Thomas does, that we need to move beyond uh, preferential treatment. Just let everybody come forward. The most academically qualified in a real meritocracy will come to the surface. And, you know, it, it has always been a, well, I hate to use this analogy, a black eye on many people in the African-American community because many of them feel like they're given this preferential treatment, but they didn't really earn it. So when they go somewhere, people look at them and go, well, you probably didn't really earn that. And, you know, having get to receive some 300-plus points in the admissions over, uh, you know, white candidates or Asian candidates really is lending itself towards that. But my real problem, Neil, is with the Democrat Party. They simply, I mean, every day on uh, national public radio or our state-run uh, public radio stations, daily there are stories about how white people do bad things to black people, how black people, whether it's medicine, 
uh, housing, whatever, they're put down upon by white people. And the Democrat Party, the ambulance chasers that they are, continues to reinforce this idea of victimhood on African-Americans. And I think that's the most appalling thing about this. And Joe Biden was a gigantic example of what happens when you're the top ambulance chaser. All right, Tom. Well, Tom, you, th- thanks for your opinion there. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate that. That's an interesting encapsulment yeah, of the infer- affirmative action. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I you know, it, it's, uh, you know, I know lots and lots and lots of people from uh, different racial groups, mm-hmm. and and some of the stories some folks have told me about at times in their lives how they were treated, uh, being a part of a minority, and some had been treated uh, poorly. Mm-hmm. And uh, others, uh, you know, I guess grabbed themselves by their bootstraps and moved on forward and and shook off the, the crap that some people may have given them and went and exceeded and excelled unbelievably uh, you know, we look at the former presidential candidate and uh, under the Trump administration and director of uh, 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 human services, a former neurosurgeon, mm. and uh, on and on and on. And I know Clarence Tom- Thomas gets a lot of flack from when he got appointed but to uh, the Supreme Court. But uh, the point of the matter, Thurgood Marshall was the first man of African descent who became a Supreme Court justice. And... Um, you know, nobody gave him the guff that they give Clarence Thomas, yeah. and it, you know, and obviously he was a Democratic appointment, and Thomas was mm-hmm. a Republican appointment, and uh, so anyway, and now we've got the controversy with ethics on the Supreme Court, <laughs> and I, uh, the Supreme Court justices taking, and not just Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, all the justices, not maybe not all of them, but many of them, including some of the liberal justices, yeah. have accepted uh, big shots, uh, trips, and uh, uh, events. T- and uh, free, free, you know, uh, passes to various oh, uh, sure. events, and uh, there's ethics in Congress and in government uh, making you disclose that. And apparently, the Supreme Court didn't have that uh, on the regional and local level. Right. Uh, with justices appointed in Minnesota, uh, your elected ones are disclosures, and there's a code of ethics that they have to adhere to. So it's probably time that the Supreme Court <laughs> have a code of ethics. Yeah. And uh, but again, you you can't paint the brush just on one sector of the court. All of them have, at one way or another, uh, gone on a uh, a, a, yeah, a, a, a trip or right. a uh, a dinner or something like that, mm-hmm. and not disclosed it. So uh, not now. Does that mean because somebody takes you out to dinner that you're going to vote their way? <laughs> you know, in Minnesota, they actually. What's yeah. interesting, they exempted the state legislature on some of this stuff. Really, but they mandated. Uh, city councilors and and uh, locally elected officials, yeah. uh, you and I, Dave, couldn't take out Eric Forsman to lunch yeah. because he's a city councilor. He couldn't accept uh, that. Okay, okay. I, and uh, he could take us out to lunch. He sure could. And I think you know, <laughs> seeing that we were nice to him the other day, <laughs> I just put that out there. <laughs> we just I, yeah. give him our time. But now I'm uh, again yeah. on the local level. I'm yeah. starting to see lawn signs all over the place. Uh, I've seen some Emily Larson signs, some huge Roger Reinhardt signs. Oh, boy. Look There's out. a yeah. big one up here on Masabi. <laughs> I've also seen some of uh, Eric Forsman's signs, uh-huh. uh, a couple of the other opponents out there that are using their first names mm-hmm. on the on the sign. Yeah. Uh, Jenna is one of them, and I think I can't remember who the other is. Huh. 
And then I've, I've seen other people that were getting their signs ready. So you're going to see within the next week or so after the 4th of July, yeah. uh, people's lawns are going to explode, <laughs> not with flowers, but with lawn signs. signs. Yep. All right. Wall Street opening. Up. Come on. Let's go up. Yes. Up. Higher today. Oh. So that's good news. We'll talk about that when we come back. Now, back to the KDAL Morning Show. Rod Stewart, song is Young Turks as we approach 849 now at KDAO. Wall Street opening higher. Uh, you set up over 200 points, right, for the yeah. Dow Jones Industrial Averages. S&P 500, NASDAQ also sharply higher this morning. So good news on the Wall Street front. Well, they were uh, talking that the, I, I was listening to a report when I was coming in this morning, yeah. that uh, the markets have performed better than they thought it would. Ooh. And uh, even though we had have had some down days last week, this week it's been up. And All so right. it's going to be, again, the big uh, handicaps here is inflation and the interest rates. And uh, But the jobs deal, employment, unemployment's extremely low. The more jobs mm. are being created in the marketplace. Of course, the politicians love that. The president's going to take credit for that. That's okay. And each president does. Well, I suppose. Yep. So uh, what's on your watch, uh, good, mm. bad, or indifferent, uh, you've you got to swallow it. The so. buck stops here, as that's, they say. That's right. So so hopefully there, this is a continuing trend. Again, uh, Things might be light today because it is uh, going into the 4th of July weekend. Yeah. And, of course, Monday is going to be a light day also. So. Right. And they're closed Tuesday. Yes, sir. All day okay. Tuesday, 4th of July. Uh, you might remember Denver, the Nuggets, won the NBA championship this year. They had a big celebration downtown. Now Denver is on the hook for like $10,000 in damages that were done to the uh, downtown oh, area my. during yeah. the celebration. The Denver Department of Transportation and Infrastructure says the cost of the damage in the downtown area between eight and $10,000. Most of the repairs to street signs and traffic signals oh, sure. that were climbed up and knocked down. Most of the uh, spokesman for the department says the damage estimates do not include labor costs, which will add to the uh, deal. Well, so there you go. They get carried away sometimes. When well, you know, time. and you're, so what are you going to do? excuse to celebrate. Well, what are you going to do? Boot the team out of town <laughs> and, and because you have a little okay. a little stuff going on. Say, uh, there were a couple of fires yesterday that I really? saw. In fact, in Knife River, a boat went up in flames oh. at the Knife River Marina. Nobody was hurt. I saw the report on that. And I was coming back from uh, two harbors yesterday, and at the intersection where Sanju Motors is and Earthwood, I can't remember what the road is that crosses uh, Highway 61, I came upon all these fire trucks there, and there was a big, it looked like an older, a dated motorhome, uh-huh. totally in flames, oh. and the only thing that was left on it was basically the frame. Yeah. And the police had blocked it. It was on the oh. northbound uh, lane. And then I caught the news uh Last night and this morning, that mm-hmm. in Knife River there was a boat that went up at the marina and fire, and wow. uh, uh, nobody got hurt. And I have some friends that in the are in the Knife River. I have to find out what happened there. I guess so. Yeah, so it's hard to. I don't know. I'm always. Well, I guess yeah. The water is underneath. So. <laughs> well, the water's underneath, but you know you've got boats, and these are generally yeah. bigger boats. Right. And there's uh, lots of there's uh, gear and fuel, stuff, sure. uh, a lot of fuel on the boats. I don't uh, know if there's this is true. somebody had a propane tank on there yeah. for a grill or anything. Some of the boats mm-hmm. are 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 pretty big, you know, mm-hmm. larger yacht type boats. 
and make sure you got a fire extinguisher on your gotta have it it's mandated in fact my boat i've got two of them on there of course if you're not on there to use it that's not going to help this is true this (laughs) is true and the fire department was there putting it out so Uh, government of italy reportedly contacting mark zuckerberg about holding a ufc fight against elon musk in the Coliseum, of all places, oh, according to TMZ. Are they going to go through with this, or is this all... Uh... I think it's just publicity. Sources say the Italy Minister of Culture reached out to Zuckerberg a few days ago about staging a fight against the Tesla, Twitter, and SpaceX chief in Rome's uh, entry to the seven wonders of the world, the Coliseum. TMZ reports sources say Zuckerberg and Musk would love to throw down in the Coliseum, but it's not official. Smackdown! Isn't that the place where somebody was doing graffiti or something on the bricks? That happened oh, this yeah, week, too. Yeah, they yeah, could have been. Defacing these uh, cultural, well, iconic uh, people. You know, I, I, saw, I saw a report on bad behavior of oh. tourists. Oh, that was it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you, and can't you do see that, things people. like this all over the world. Right. In fact, in, in jolly old England, at the palaces there, you know, they have the guard right. that marches back and forth and do the oh, guard yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. And it's a big, and these... Uh, with in the British side, and the yes. the the costumes are the uniforms are unbelievable. You've got the regular red coats with the big bushy hat on. Uh-huh. Then you have other uh, marching uh, guys in different right. costumes, and they do some videos of how rude some of the tourists are. Oh, well, they, and they try to, and these guys aren't supposed to smile. Right, or anything. the guards have these stiff upper lip as uh, they're supposed to be jolly, that way. Jolly but, old time. Uh, let's see if we can make them laugh or something. You know, That's so. right. And, right. And they got, in fact, it shows these guys <laughs> marching and the people get in front of them and they just march right over them. Good. And, <laughs> That's just ridiculous. <laughs> say, by the way, uh, the uh, Metropolitan Council in the Twin Cities is in hot water down there. Why is that? Well, apparently they failed to effectively enforce the main contract overseeing the construction of the Southwest Light Rail Line, which is $2.7 billion in big Bs, (laughs) which contributed to projects, delays, cost overruns, and this is according to Minnesota's watchdog agency. There is a watchdog agency. Good dog. It's the fourth report on the controversial project. The Office of the Legislative Auditor recommended at a hearing Wednesday that the Met Council improve its construction management... Fire them all and put in somebody that know what the heck they're doing. That'd Rick Jordan knows what's oh, going on. I graduated on. from high school, Dave, what, 50 years ago? I don't know. More than that. Oh, that's right. Same you and I you actually did. graduated the same 60 year. 60 years. And but they were talking about that light uh, rail even 60 then, huh? years ago. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's, uh, and they were in the planning stages then, and they finally got it going, and there's been snafu after snafu. Yep. The ridership... On the existing light rail has been horrendous. It's you know none of these things are ever going to be profitable. Well, what happened, if you will, yeah, I think, is the demographics changed and they moved to a different area where the light rail isn't. Wow. So what they thought, well, all these people living in these houses over here would run to the thing and get on and go downtown. Yep. They don't go downtown now. Yeah. They go to the various third tier suburbs. Well, and to, and to where, the, uh, where they're working, the Mall of America. Now you yeah, have right. the plague that happened. You got thirty yeah. percent of the uh, office buildings in the Twin Cities are vacant. Thirty percent, uh, uh, no occupancy down there right Ouch. now. This is what I got from some people that uh, yeah. know know the deal down there. And a lot of it, you know, people oh. companies are still letting their employees work from home. They found mm-hmm. many companies found that it's as as efficient, if not more efficient. 
and uh, people feel a lot better about doing it. And a lot of people didn't want to go downtown anymore because of safety issues. What is downtown? That's the thing. I mean, you know, no Donaldsons, no Dayton's. There's no shopping places. Down entertainment, there. Inter- entertainment, and uh, I people, suppose the bars are still there. Right? People sleeping in the sidewalk and yeah, right. you know doing whatever they do when they sleep there. And street fights. That's always fun well, to watch. I went to school down there. It used to be a big deal. I'd take the bus downtown. There's always something going on downtown. Yeah, we used to go down to some of the uh, right. uh, one of the companies I worked for uh, at one point in time. Mm-hmm. We had a big hoo-ha down there when I when Piper Jaffrey was actually a, a regular investment wow. firm, and w- they got us all together from all over the region, and uh, several of us went down and shot pool at um, <laughs> a couple of the bars on Hennepin Avenue, and, and we were in suits. Oh, this is back in the yeah, uh, yeah. mid uh, mid '80s, and uh, two of my buddies were really good pool players. Oh. And uh, they going started on, play- well. They started oh, playing, and there were these guys that were the regulars there, and we were the only uh, maybe uh, half a dozen people in the bar that were of European descent. Okay, <laughs> and which is ringer? Which the point? And here we are in suits, and all these guys are pool players, and uh, they started playing. These guys wanted to put five bucks down, and my friends started. Now, they said, no, we don't want your money. And these guys insisted. Yeah. And they won, they won, they won. And I'm thinking, my God in heaven, are we going to have... And these guys were so gentlemanly. Mm. And in pool, mm. if you're targeted as a hustler, mm. you're going to get your teeth knocked out. Ah. But we weren't hustling. And these guys were so respectful. And in on how good these friends of mine were at shooting pool. Are you pool. serious? I'm serious. And it was... It was a kumbaya moment with all of us wow. because they appreciated the skills and nobody, nobody wanted their money, but they insisted, "No, you got to take our five bucks." They were playing five bucks a game, wow. so it's pretty interesting. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get more pool playing. I going think so. On. I think so. Could heel, be heel between everybody. There's no, there's no color barrier. They solve the world's the problems pool, playing on, pool on the pool table. Let me tell you. See, no, I thought you were going to come away with the other thing. Nope. You both nope. got beat up and dropped nope. in the Mississippi <laughs> River. No, not in the Mississippi River, but uh, I've been dropped different places but not by guys generally by women but there you go we got to do the weather <laughs> forecast here before we go Whoa. sunny today low 80s with a west wind tomorrow sunny low 80s with a northwest wind sunday sunny hot mid 80s and on monday sunny with a chance of showers and boomers in the afternoon highs in the upper 80s and for Tuesday, July the 4th, partly sunny, chance of showers, slight chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon, highs in the low 80s on the 4th of July. Now, we're here on Monday, though, right? We are here on Monday because okay, well, it's, so. it's yeah. not a holiday. I guess I'll see you all then. We'll see you Monday, Neil. We'll see Rick Jordan right after news with the uh, Friday Fishing Frenzy. And we got news next after Donovan sings about Sunshine well, uh, Superman. Uh, sunshine came softly through my